0: Christmas is Saturday, and I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 22nd, episode 2835. Good morning, horse people.
1: Hey, Santa, what's shaking, man?
2: By the way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No antidepressants.
0: Somebody ought to teach that little humbug
3: some Christmas
0: spirit. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Well, this is our last live episode of the year with Jamie and I. Tomorrow we have uh, Horse Illustrated, one final live episode with Horse Illustrated, and then we're going to be in best-ofs for the rest of the year, put some fun ones together for you. I can't believe I'm saying this again. What? That, we're, that it's our last live episode of the year. I mean, this is the last time we're going to talk to you this year.
2: I'm like, you're not dying, are you? It's my <laughs> last episode ever.
0: No, just of the year. But we've, done, we've said that to each other 11 times now. So it just seems that it goes faster.
2: Yeah, sorry we're taking a break. It's just like Glenn's making us take a break. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah. about him. Yeah,
0: Jamie never wants a break. She just wants yeah. to work every day, forever.
2: I'm happy. I'm happy too. Well, at least we've got a really good episode. Glenn actually started out the episode. I'm going to police this episode because Glenn is pretty much on vacation already. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I am. He's like, do you want I'm to do that? Mentally gone.
2: We don't have to do weird. I'm like, I already have weird news. We're doing it. Well. You really do have to do that training tip. Yes, we're doing a training. Glenn, we have to have some sort of content for the show. We don't just like get on here and stay silent for 90 minutes. We had to actually talk about something. So I'm going to bring the energy. Glenn is already halfway out the door and uh, it's going to be awesome. So here we go.
0: Perfect. Well, let's do daily winnies because I did my best here and I don't want to hear any crap. I went through Facebook through the end of the year into when we're going to be back again, trying to find everybody that has a birthday, all the auditors between now and then. So if I missed anybody, it's Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And for the rest of you that have holiday birthdays, I'm sorry, uh, here you go. Auditors that have birthdays over the holidays, Nicola James, Margaret Sparin, uh Tamira Kibble, Kimberly Watts, Maria Muniz, Stephanie Pierboom, Pinera. Megan Aline, Rich Muller. Hey Rich. Sorry you're not gonna be on the cruise this year. He was my cruise buddy. Uh, Beth Hagee and Kelly Ald.
2: Happy and birthday again, to
0: all of you. If
2: he mispronounces your name, it's a badge of
0: honor. You're wrong. If I mispronounce their name, they have a hard name. So oh, they please. should change it. That's you
2: pronounced the name Colleen wrong. It's not Colleen. <laughs>
0: see, you didn't grow up in Leicester County where everything's pronounced different. No, you're
2: just weird. <laughs> you're not there anymore, Glenn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I'm in Florida. I'm not sure that's much better. So there, it, just
2: <laughs> it is. wait till you hear this weird news story I have for Florida. Oh. oh, it's so good. All right, let me. You know we have a we have a minute <clears throat> to go through something, and I would like to thank the people that posted this on Facebook, and this is called "Let's Play with the Scammer," and the person who was scamming, or uh, the person who played with the scammer, is named Nathan. Okay, so that's all I know is that Nathan was sending these messages uh, or was sent a message and it said, hello, mare, quarter horse available, 15, two and 12 years old. She is well broken. Sound good for beginners. Kids save loads and uploads trails very well. No spooks, no <laughs> bucks, uploads. no bad habits, <laughs> no medical issues and no form of lameness, no form of lameness. So he writes back, hi, uh, photos price. And the person sends a picture of a really nice looking Palomino with some kids on it. Can I come see her? I'm very interested. Where are you located? I'm only two hours away. So that peppy voice is going to be Nathan and the other like monotone is going to be the scammer. Okay. Okay. What, what do you want to use her for? My kids. You own a barn. Yeah, we have a ranch. When will you be needing her? How much are you asking? 2000 Oh, I'm looking to buy right away. Okay. Can I come see her? Oh, yes, but I am trying to figure out my new job, so I'll be available tomorrow. Okay, I'll come tomorrow. Okay, no problem. All right, honestly, considering the fact that I have several clay, here it comes. <clears throat> here it comes. All right. Honestly, considering the fact that I have several clients contacting me in regards to my horse, we decided on you putting down a deposit as a reservation fee so I could take it off sales. But be sure the fee is refundable in case you're no more interested in getting the horse. Okay, that's understandable. I have a few questions first. Okay. Okay. I'm looking to do barrels, poles, hopscotch, and skip rope. Can she do those things? <laughs> also, is she a registered gelding? Because that is so important to me. Yes. She has been talking some lessons on that. We have had her two years now and we've used her for trails, free rides and lessons. Her name is Molly. She isn't registered. Okay. That's awesome. So she's a grade gelding. Can I use her for breeding? And I'm so glad she can hopscotch and skip rope. My kids love that. Yes. Yes. LOL. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and does she have lots of trapeze experience? Yes, she has. But she eats oatmeal and not hay, right? I need a horse that requires a simple diet. Yes. She mostly fields on oat feeds on oatmeal. It's nutritive. And she comes with her own dressage saddle so I can rope off her, right? Yes. And her shoes too. Okay. And she has stiletto shoes, right? Because we need those. Yes, but she doesn't wear them because her feets are still good. Is she good for sheath cleaning? Has she ever had a calf? I'm hoping to find one that's had a calf as their hormones are better. Yes, she's good, but she'll come along with she have once had a calf. Oh. Fantastic. Is she up to date on her pap smear? And I'm assuming she's had her vasectomy. I'm really excited. She is sounding wonderful. Yes, she is up to date on pap smear and health too. I am I am so happy too. We're really really looking for a good gelded mare that can do hopscotch underwater in 12 seconds. Our other female stallion can do it in 13 seconds and we want one that's faster. Do you think that Molly is faster than that? Yes. She faster than that? Wow, that is incredibly fast. Are her horns long or short right now?
0: <laughs> I admire this person. <laughs> okay.
2: Not too long. We need to At- get the
0: person on that did this. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: At what speed did she last colic and founder? Because like, I need something that can do it in under one minute. <laughs> Fif- 50 seconds. Wow. Amazing. And she's just a great at mare, right? Just want to be sure. Okay. Will PayPal be good? Absolutely. Send me a voicemail uh, or send me an invoice to this email. Scammer69, you're a douche, dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, gotta, I mean, everybody take a moment.
0: That was very well done. That person, we need to have that person on the show. Sounds like they fit right in, actually.
2: It just got that person needs to come
0: read really bad ads with us.
2: Oh my gosh! If I could find Nathan, (laughs) I would. Uh, I'll I'll get to work on it because it just made me so happy because I thought I would, you know. Oh, Talia Christina, that was the person who did it, and, and and Nathan. I don't know. I don't understand who did it, but I am going to find out, and I will. I will get that person on. Because remember when I did it to that person, but it was nowhere near. I said that I went to the address that that they were at, and it was like ten o'clock at night, and I'm standing. I'm standing outside. I don't see any horses. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. We had to leave. (laughs) If you're going
0: to try scamming, at least pick a topic you know about. You know, if you're a car guy and you're trying to scam on the horse thing, it's not going to work. You need to be scamming people about cars, right?
2: Whatever. He clearly knew that she was a registered heifer (laughs) stallion that jump ropes and holds its breath for 50 seconds. And
0: The problem is they're writing to 10 people at the same time, right? So they can't even keep track of who they're talking to most of the time. And they don't speak the language, so they don't that's have time right. to if do you translation. Get,
2: <laughs> if you get a scammer, just keep them busy because that's one less person they're scamming at the exact same moment.
0: It, you know, I think it's easier to do this way than it is on the phone because on the phone I just get pissed, you know, and then then it's off, right?
2: Oh, this one's fun. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with a scammer. Yeah. So, just like this person did. <laughs>
0: Well, there you go. Well, that made my day. Uh, so that's one, <laughs> that's one less, per- le- less person scammed this holiday season. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of that going around. So be careful when you're – was this Craigslist or Facebook? Facebook. Facebook. Okay. They moved to Facebook now. They're off of Craigslist. Um, so I wanted to mention that it's still time. There is still time to buy a gift. And the way you can buy that gift is head on over Right now to StatelineTech.com and get a gift certificate because you ain't going to get shipped in time. You're not going to get it in time. So head over to Stateline Tech, get a gift certificate. They have them right there on the homepage. If you click on it, you can get them up till I think it's like $500. So uh, buy, you know, get your husband or your boyfriend or whoever to buy you the gift certificate. That way you can get what you want and they don't get the wrong thing. And then you have to return it. It's a pain in the ass. So just go have them get a gift certificate today. At com, And we thank Stateline. You Lawrence sound so continued.
2: serious because you know behind <laughs> know. the scenes that I this know. is definitely the thing to do.
0: It is because there ain't no more time. Even Amazon, you're not guaranteed to get it right now. So, you know, head over to com today. And we really do appreciate them supporting the show for as long as they have. And they really have. So, thank you to them. All right. Let's go to our first guest. It's our health segment. It's brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, and this is because so many of our listeners and auditors have minis.
2: I'm pleased to welcome to the show Dr. Sally Hyman. Dr. Hyman, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Where in the world are you? I am located in Leesburg, Virginia,
4: just uh, outside of Washington, D.C.
2: Oh my gosh, that is like horse, beautiful horse country too. Yes, it is. Very fortunate to live here. So you, you've you done a lot of studying and researching and talking about miniature horses. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about miniature horses, if that's okay. Sounds good. So first of all, let's get to why do you like, like, do you love minis the most? Or are they your favorites? Or did I just stumble upon some mini research?
4: I You stumbled upon some mini research, but I think it's because <laughs> not very many people are doing it. Um, everybody has a few minis in their practice, uh, and I have been approached by uh, several horse publications experts to say, hey, can you put together some comprehensive reviews of what's going on in these miniatures? Um, You know, people want to know if they need to do something different when they own a miniature because it seems uh, maybe a little bit of a gateway horse for some people, right? So they're Mm -hmm. a little bit smaller, a little bit easier to care for, but they have their own health issues that they need to be aware of. Um, So uh, over the years, I've sort of put together this uh, research so that people know what they're dealing with.
2: Well, before we get into your research, uh, the question I've always had about minis and actually dogs as well is, I've, I've being a vet tech for a long time, we would give the minis the same dose of vaccine that we give a uh, draft horse. And I, I never understood that. So people always go, minis are cheaper. I'm like, but they still get the same, you know, vet work is the same. Uh, so why is that? Well, an immune system is an immune system.
4: Um, I am not an expert in small animal medicine, but I do know from many of my colleagues that in the toy breeds um, that they are using uh, smaller doses of vaccine because they Uh were seeing some robust uh, side effects. Um, But the uh, miniature horses, for the most part, uh, do need to get the full dose that and a, a regular adult size horse gets. Um, we are just stimulating that immune system, and it doesn't matter if you're 200 pounds or 2,000 pounds. Um, they still need that dose. In some cases, uh, there are a few veterinarians who are giving smaller doses to the miniatures, but that's really a case-by-case Uh, example, maybe a horse who has had um, severe side effects from a vaccine in the past. But really, right now, the standard of care is for them to get the full-size vaccine dose.
2: Gotcha. Now, are there ways that mini mini management is different than regular horses, or do you just treat them all the exact same?
4: You need to treat them like a horse. A lot of people see minis and think that it's just a big dog, but (sighs) they are not. They are still a horse, so um, you need to treat them as such, but with some uh, careful management strategies. Miniature horses are very prone to obesity, so you have to be meticulous in their uh, caloric management. So just putting them out in a giant pasture like you would a a thoroughbred is not going to do them any favors. Um, And then... Some other issues, uh, such as their teeth, need to be a little bit more carefully managed.
2: Most horses
4: can have their teeth, you know, looked at, attended to by your veterinarian. You know, once a year, um, they get floated. But um, because of their small size, miniature horses are packing a lot of teeth into a very small mouth. They can get crowded up in their sinuses. So we need to um, really check them carefully um, at least twice a year. Make sure that um, they're able to chew properly. They, because if uh, they can't chew
0: properly, go ahead. I was going to say, how do you work on a mini's teeth? Do you bring them to <laughs> the, down. Yeah, do you bring them to the dentist office and lay them upside down on the ta- on the chair there? What do you do? Or
4: you lay down, yeah. The yeah. dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, there are miniature horse-sized dental floats uh, specifically for them. uh, Smaller-sized speculums, so that uh, you know we are not hurting them uh, in the process. So uh, yeah, everything just done on a smaller scale. And a lot of times we do end up laying down on the ground to get down to their level.
2: That is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I mean you don't think about it when you see them, but I've always wondered with a. minis who are getting repro work question. Uh, my mare got bred this year and I'm pretty sure that the things that were done to her cannot be done to a mini. No. So there
4: are alternative methods. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're referring to rectal examinations and ultrasounds. Yep. Um, so, you know, not possible on the minis. So a lot of pregnancy checking is done via blood tests. Um, and, Uh, If an ultrasound is necessary, um, we do often what is uh, called an ultrasound probe on a stick. Um, So that way we don't have to, uh, you know, insert our arm into the rectum. So uh, and a lot of times we can do some of those examinations actually transabdominally. So doing the scan from, you know, through the abdomen, not actually having to uh, go in rectally
2: oh my gosh, you put a little ultrasound on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> she
0: couldn't get, bad. she couldn't get kindergartners to volunteer. So <laughs> that's the only other option.
2: <laughs> that's my favorite thing I heard today. Um, so we, what are some of the big, the biggest problems that you see with minis and how can we kind of head those off at the pass? So one of the most
4: dangerous, conditions that can happen to miniature horses um, is them to not eat well. And if they don't eat well, their bodies tend to want to utilize any fat stores that they have. And when they do that, they can develop a condition called hyperlipidemia, where there's a lot of uh, triglycerides and fats in their bloodstream. And if they're not taking in their own calories, their body is going to use up the fats that they already have. But in doing that, what's left over ends up getting deposited in their liver, and that can lead to hepatic lipidosis. And those two conditions can actually be fatal in miniature horses. So if anybody notices that their mini is not eating, um, they need to call their veterinarian right away. This condition can develop within 12 to 24 hours. And it needs to be treated very aggressively. So that to me um, is the, the most dangerous, uh, the one that needs to be treated the most aggressively. And, you know, a mini can stop eating for a number of reasons, um, any type of stress, any type of dental disease, obviously any risk. Uh, regular illness, you know, a, a respiratory disease. Um and pregnancy is also quite a stressor on miniatures. So when they get to be late term pregnancy, they're full, they don't feel like eating very well. So we need to be very careful with
2: that. Oh my gosh. So 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 if they stop eating, it's it's a it's a problem. Like it's a big problem. It is. Yeah.
4: So, you know, when our full size horses stop eating, you know, we watch them for a little while. Um, Maybe we call the veterinarian and say, hey, do I need to do something? Um, But when a miniature stops eating, you really need to um, get aggressive. Call your veterinarian right away. um, Make sure that they get treated. Um, And a lot of times those treatments will uh, include uh, some tube feeding uh, or force feeding, uh, maybe some Uh, Caro syrup in the mouth, you know, trying to get calories in so that their body has something to use other than their fats. And in extreme cases, they have to go on IV nutrition and maybe even get insulin to help uh, regulate their uh, blood glucose and, and get their metabolism working again.
2: Wow. Now, is it another problem? It seems to me like anytime I see a photo of a, of a horse where its feet have like grown completely out and around, like in a circle, it seems like it's always a mini. Do their feet just grow faster than anybody else's or are they more prone to neglect? Like like, let me, let me back up. I have a basset hound and I've had three basset hounds. And to me, those dogs get beat up by people more than anything, because it's like just easy to kick, you know, something that's that small. So in this situation, I feel like minis might always get—they're either completely wild, or they're beat up, or they're neglected, or they're like super champions. So it does I, they come in every size, but like you know what I mean.
4: So I think the problem is is that a lot of people uh, who are not uh, experienced horsemen. Again, think of these as big dogs they're they're little enough to have in a small backyard setting um, and then it's difficult for them to find services for them. so finding a farrier who can work on a miniature horse can be a challenge. Um, a lot of times you know they just need their hooves trimmed. You know, on a regular but uh, less frequent basis, in the uh, full-size horse, so um, hard to you know get somebody who's going to come out to your farm just for that one mini. Uh, People think that they can do it on themselves, do it themselves, until they try it, and then like, oh, this is much more difficult than I thought. And uh, I think they just get uh, neglected a little bit, Um, and then. Their feet, I don't think they grow any faster than the regular horse, but um, you know, let it go a few months, and all of a sudden, you've got a a big situation that's getting more and more difficult to deal with.
0: Yeah. What's the difference between a mini horse and a dwarf? Oh.
4: Yeah, so that is a congenital issue. Um, So they, it is a genetic difference. Um, So miniature horses are not dwarfs. Um, there are genetic tests out there to determine whether your miniature is a, a dwarf or not, and there are several different types of dwarfism. Um, there's the type that uh, the eight chondroplastic ones, those are the ones that have, you know, short limbs, uh, they look a little stockier. Uh, you know, a miniature horse should look like, a very beautiful, small, you know, China doll version of a a full-sized horse. Um, You know, the dwarfs are a little stockier, a little shorter. Um, And then if you end up with one that's a um, diastrophic one, those are the ones with the um, twisted limbs. They usually have a a domed head, multiple limb deformities. uh, Their backs are roached. um, And they need a lot of support. They don't uh, survive very well. On their own, but fortunately, there are genetic tests available now um, that can be done. And uh, you know, if you end up with one with a, a lot of the severe uh, deformities, you know, sometimes you know they're not going to survive. And, and people need to
0: know that. So the Thelwell drawings basically are dwarfs, because that's how they're always figured. I
4: don't know. I think Thelwell was a Shetland, but um, yeah, he's uh, a— really fat Shetland. Exactly. That is, uh, you know, what those unfortunate little dwarfs look like, though. Um, And they they do have a lot of uh, genetic difficulties that uh, make long-term survival hard for them.
2: I was going to ask it because I've seen different types of of horses with dwarfism and some, uh, you know, unfortunately people love to sell dwarf horses for like a lot of money because they're so small, but they're they're so, they require so much care. Is there a horse, a a mini that can have dwarfism that can have a normal life or is it pretty much all like a short, short kind of thing?
4: No, the ones who are just the achondroplastic ones, um, they ambulate well and usually uh, do quite well for a, a normal lifespan. Um, some things that you do need to check with them, um, in addition to having some limb deformities, they can have some uh, jaw deformities like overbites or underbites, um, so that um, you know the parrot mouth where their upper jaw is a little bit longer or a um, monkey mouth where the lower jaw is a little bit longer. Um, So that can cause some uneven wear of their teeth, difficulty with them um, prehending and chewing food. So if you have uh, a mini who is a dwarf, make sure that that dental health is taken care of. Um, Have that twice a year
2: examination. (laughs) <laughs> it's money. It's all money. It just takes a lot of money and a good veterinarian like Dr. Hyman, do, who knows what she's doing when it comes to uh, when it comes to minis. Well, you are at Total Equine Veterinary Associates, Associates in uh, Leesburg, Virginia. If people have questions about minis, how can they get a hold of you?
4: They are certainly welcome to contact us at the office. Um, we have a website, www.totalequinevets.com. Um, and I think that's the easiest way to get in touch with us. Uh, my phone number, 703-505-2320 at the office. Any of the ladies there will be happy to, um,
2: get you in touch with me. I mean, that's that's service right there, y'all. She just gave you her phone number. Dr. Hyman, thank you so much. I hope you are able to come on and join us again very soon. And we hope you have a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year and all the holidays. Thank you so much. Same to
0: you. Thank you, thank you, Dr. Hyman.
5: So I'm so happy to be hanging out here with Janet Geyer, who is the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. And I just saw coming across my newswire recently that all of the daily dose equine horse feeds are now non-GMO verified through the non-GMO project. Tell me what that means.
4: Well, for simplicity, it means that the place where the feed is made has been certified to be non-GMO and that all the ingredients are traceable back to the original place where they came from, and they are all certified non-GMO because of that. It also means that there are no uh, chemicals that are added into the feed uh, through the growing process
3: or the manufacturing process, and it particularly means that there is no Roundup.
5: That, that's um, big because it's a re- it's a really common product that is used in the agricultural industry and it is used on okay. animal feed. So that's a that's a pretty big deal.
3: Right. So right. they do allow a certain
5: amount of uh, Roundup to be in animal feed, but our feeds have zero. How many different horse feed formulas does Daily Dose Equine currently have?
4: We have four feeds and four forage
3: balancers, uh, six of which are carried by Chewy.
5: There we go. So if you need to learn more about Daily Dose Equine horse feeds or you want to find a local dealer near you, you can go to www.dailydoseequine.com or if you want to just shop around for, some, for horse feed from Daily Dose Equine, place an order and get fast and convenient delivery nationwide, you can do that at chewy.com. <music>
0: Well, next is our recipe of the week, and we we decided to continue these weekly through the holidays, and then Melissa wrote to me with the perfect holiday recipe. Melissa is from Minnesota, and she has a recipe I am definitely going to try for, because anytime you combine cranberries and cream cheese, I am in. Well, pretty much anything you combine with cream cheese, I'm in. So hi, Melissa.
3: Hi, Glenn.
0: Thank you for writing to me about this, and thank you for coming on the show.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my recipe.
0: So now, is this an old family recipe? Is this something you found?
3: I found it um, in about 2012. Um, I had a family gathering where we bring apps, and I was looking for a new app, and I stumbled across this, and it's been a hit, and I've been making it every year, sometimes more than once a year. Um, and it's perfect for hosting because you make it the day before and just combine it on the day of.
0: Well, very good. Well, I'm excited to give it a try, and this will be Jamie approved too because it's vegetarian. So, um, it is. yeah. All right, let's. Uh, it's a, it's a cranberry dip. So tell us tell us what we do.
3: Yeah. So what I do is I have a large food processor. If you have a small one, it also works. You just have to do it in batches. Um, but what I do is I take some green onions. You want about a fourth of a cup when you're done. And I roughly chop them. I take a fourth of a cup of cilantro and a small jalapeno. And I do a rough chop on all of it. I throw it in the food processor. I add a fourth of a teaspoon of cumin and two tablespoons of lemon juice and a dash of salt. I Um, chop it in the food processor, and then I start to add the cranberries. So you want a full 12-ounce package of fresh cranberries.
0: And these are the whole cranberries?
3: Yes, the whole cranberries. Gotcha. So you put them in the food processor and you mix it all up. If you do this in stages because your food processor isn't big enough, then you're going to need a large bowl to put it in and make sure it's all combined. My food processor fits it all. So I put it all in there, and once it's all finely chopped, I take a mason jar, and I put three-quarters of a cup of sugar in the mason jar. The original recipe called for a cup and a quarter of sugar, but I try to limit it. Um, Anything less than three-quarters of a cup is too tart, though. Okay. Um, And then you start filling the mason jar with your combination of cranberries and vegetables. And when it's about half full, I put the top on and I shake it and get that sugar combined with the cranberries. And at this point, the um, cranberries start to reduce in volume. And so you're able to add the rest of it. And then I just take like a knife and I stir it up. And then you put the top on and you put it in your fridge um, longer the better, so 24 hours is the suggested amount of time you want to put it in the fridge. And then when you are ready to serve it, you take a brick of cream cheese. This recipe calls for two bricks um, of cream cheese, and you put them on a plate or a platter, and you smooth it into a thin layer of cream cheese. Then you put the cranberry mixture on top, and I like to eat these with Wheat Thins, but you oh, can so also you're use not, Ritz crackers.
0: You're not mixing the cream cheese <coughs> into, the, into the other part. You're actually using it as a base on the platter. That's interesting.
3: Yes. And then you can use tortilla chips, Ritz crackers, Wheat Thins. I prefer Wheat Thins. And then you can just scoop and go.
0: This is like a cranberry salsa almost. It is right it because really is. yeah, because you got the cranberries and you're adding jalapenos. Kind of a, that's the thing that threw me when you sent the recipe. I was like, wow, it's going to be an interesting taste adding the jalapeno to the you know to the tartness and the sweetness and the cream cheese and all of that.
3: And don't be scared of the jalapeno. My daughter cannot handle ketchup barely. She doesn't like spice, but um, she eats this no problem. So the jalapeno adds a nice flavor. It's not too spicy. But it, you definitely want it because it really adds to it. And not only is this um, flavorful, but it smells wonderful. And the visual is very nice because you have the green from the green onion, cilantro, and jalapeno
2: with the red. It's very holiday it's very Christmassy. I'm back, by the way. Um, I was downstairs making it, so I had
0: to... <laughs> was it good? Did you have it? <laughs> so
2: good.
0: <laughs> this does look excellent. I'm gonna give this a try. I think it looks like fun. It is kind of like a uh, cranberry salsa. Um, it is. Yeah. And, and now, have you tried mixing it with the cream cheese? Like even whipping it up with the cream cheese?
3: <clears throat> I have not, but I've uh, been tempted to, but. I didn't want to ruin
2: a good thing.
0: <laughs> it's like it works. Yeah, right? Why change it?
2: <laughs> right. And <laughs> looks. It, and and when you bring something like this, it just looks fancy. You just you just look like you've been slaving over. You look it like forever, you're you're yeah. a
0: Martha uh, clone here with this one. Uh,
2: you do, and the the it's very stunning
3: visually, and the smell that it you get all those fresh smells. It's it's very
2: good.
0: All right, we're going to post this in our show notes. So if the show notes for today and auditors, I will post it in the auditor room as well. Oh,
2: my God, I'm so hungry. I now. bet you, you know, we've
0: had a lot of listeners trying these recipes. I bet you this one gets tried this weekend for sure. Over the holidays, between Christmas and New Year's, this one's going to – I'm definitely doing it. I want to see what it's like because uh, I well, like enjoy. salsa of all kind, so, but I've never had anything with cranberries, you know, as far as a salsa is concerned. Um. Very good. Well, this is fun. Now, do you have a horse, Melissa? I do. I have a six-year-old OTTB. That's yeah. terrific. That's, before before uh, we came on, I was asking Melissa how she heard about the show, when she was looking up uh, the Retired Racehorse Project and came across us, and, and the Retired Racehorse Radio, of course. So, um, And is your OTTB right off the track, or was he off the track a while before you got him?
3: Um, I just purchased her in september and she had two years off the track she was at a rescue um and then a 14 year old girl had her she got to be a little too much for her so i am retraining her and it's going really well i have a 10 year old daughter who's helping and it's been a great experience
0: yay and what are you going to show or just just trail ride or have fun with what are you doing
3: well, I like dressage and my daughter wants to jump, so we're gonna see how So eventing a is in your
0: future. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. That's terrific. Well, thank you for listening and thank you so much for writing in with this. I think it's a terrific recipe to do right before the holidays and I appreciate it. And you have a great Christmas.
3: You as well. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Jamie.
2: Have a great holiday. Right. Here's a tip real quick uh, for your off-the-track thoroughbred because I have a pasture of them right now. And if you notice, I wasn't at the beginning of this interview because I had an entire herd of goats in my pasture. <laughs> and my dogs were going crazy and the thoroughbreds didn't care. Well, so let's, that's gonna... Let's
0: qualify that. You don't own goats, right?
2: No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't own goats. I just looked out and they were in the back of the pasture. So... um that's a good thing to know that my thoroughbreds don't care, <laughs> but the dogs definitely did.
0: Oh, well, funny. Merry Christmas, Melissa.
2: Merry Christmas.
0: All right, okay. uh, there you go. There's awesome. your recipe. I think that's going to be a fun one to try.
2: I can't wait to try that. I'm um, like I said, it made me hungry.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait to try this one either. Because uh, I love salsas. I don't know. I just like, I like salsas with fruit. I like all kinds of salsas. So, uh, and as soon as she said this with the onions and the, and the jalapeno, it's like, this is a salsa more than a dip.
2: It, it sounds like it'd be really pretty, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try, I want to try mixing it with the cream cheese, too. That,
2: that be oh, that'd be so hard to get out of your blender, though.
0: No, I'd have to do that in. You'd almost have to do that in a mixer of some sort. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Hey, I have a the last. This is the last of the Radiothon songs from the past that we're going to play this year. And I thought we started with her. We started with Elizabeth, who like did one for us every year, and they're always so beautiful. And I thought we'd end with Elizabeth. This was a short one that Elizabeth did for us. So let's end the year with Radiothon songs with Elizabeth
1: look a lot like christmas toys in every store but the prettiest sight you'll see are the horses that will be out your own front door a pair of cavallo boots and a pony that scoots are the wish of wendy and Glen. horses that rock and will go for a walk are the wish of jamie and jen And Philip and Reese can hardly wait for showing to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, there's a tree in the Grand Hotel. One out fox hunting as well. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Soon the sleigh bells will start, and the thing that will make them ring is a carol that you sing right within your heart, right within your heart.
0: Man, that girl can sing. <laughs> <laughs> See, she can never sing a cover of a real song on our show because it'd get flagged because she can (laughs) sing. You, I don't worry about, but her, I, you know, we keep, yeah, she, hey, you only have, what is it, a week and a half now to go to our show notes and look at the link on American Harvest because they're doing a giveaway for our Horse Radio Network listeners and one lucky winner will receive a 90 day supply of American Harvest equine products. Now we've been talking about the equine hemp pellets and we use them here and Jamie uses them as well. They're vet formulated and produced from natural hemp. They're a a really easy to eat pellet that's uh, manufactured with raw CBD using no chemical processing so your horse is going to love the taste. They eat this stuff right up. Uh, and I love it in pellet form. Usually you'll see it in dropper form. You'll see it in liquid form, and you're not always really sure that they're getting all of it. This way you know they're getting it, and they really do like to eat it. So you need to go sign up today. You only have a week and a half. This is the last reminder you're going to get. So uh, the link's in the show notes. Just scroll over on your phone. You'll see the show notes. Click on it and go sign up today, and one lucky winner will be giving that away the first week we're back in January. And thank you to American Harvest for their continued support. Now, you had a uh, short trainer tip you wanted to do today. I had the solution, and and, uh, it was even shorter than yours.
2: Uh, (laughs) Yes, you did have a solution for this, but um, unfortunately, your solution is wrong. Uh, Uh, Now, I've talked about this before on the show, so I'll just go quickly um, because you can probably look it up somehow. But real quick, it was a message from a guy named Adam, and it said, Hi, I listen to the Horses in the Morning podcast. You guys are great. I was hoping you can give me some tips of what to do to catch a horse. I have a new horse that just doesn't want to be caught.
0: Uh, And I said it's uh, ulcers. It's easy. It's always ulcers. Obviously, treat it for ulcers. But
2: if you are not going to do that, which doesn't have anything at all to do with Anything. And American Uh, Harvest
0: CBD might help with that, too. So there's that.
2: Yeah. So, Adam, so what you're going to want to do is to, I mean, I'm assuming you can at least yard the horse into a small area and get a halter on it. Maybe even, like, a little catch rope or something. And, like, this horse that I have now in training couldn't be caught. So I was able to kind of corral it from one paddock to a smaller paddock to, like, can I get it into the stall? And then I could catch it in the in the stall very, very carefully. So I had farm boy standing in the cross ties and there's a, a ground feeder on the, the ground. And he's got a scoop of like really high, high, they um, like got a, a feed that horses really, really want. Like not the diet food. Like I use the senior that I buy, Pro Force Senior. And so what I do is I bring the horse out and to wherever your other person is and you stand there and you get some brushes out and you go to brush the horse and there's right in front of them on the ground is a feeder with just like a half a handful of the grain. So I'm standing there and I start brushing the horse and the horse sees this bucket on the ground. They're like, Hey, that's pretty cool. There's some grain right here. I'm going to eat it. And so while you're brushing them, they're eating the, the food. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to put them back. And then you take the horse back and you put it in the stall. And then you close the door and go do something. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, I come back and I catch the horse. In the meantime, in that 30 seconds, farm boys put another handful of grain into the ground feeder. And I take the horse over and I do the exact same thing I just did, which is let the horse find the grain while you're brushing it. And you have nothing to do with it. And so then you go and you're like, oh, I'm going to put the horse back. And you go and you put the horse back. And then you go get the horse again. In the meantime, somebody's put a handful of grain back in the little ground feeder. And you bring it out. And then you can next maybe go to turning the horse on a round pin. To where then you go to catch the horse again. And you bring it back out. And it finds that grain. And it's like every time I get caught, I find grain. And something happens in their brain where they're like, about five or six times of this they're waiting at the gate and then i can go to like I, I, then i'll lock the horse in the arena and go to catch the horse in the arena put the clip on walk out to where we we're it just takes time and patience to do something like this and and two people so when you bring the horse back out you catch it and you bring it back out and put it in the cross ties but on the you know i'm just holding the rope and the horse finds the grain bucket on the ground and goes, Hey, there's more food. And every time I get caught, I come up and there's food and they eat the food. This is just, like I said, like a half a handful. And then you put the horse back and then 30 seconds later, you go get the horse again and you bring it back and you just do that repeatedly. And eventually the next day your horse is waiting at the gate. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why it works. It's just a horse psychology, but I have done it. There was a, a horse at Monty's named, uh, well, I don't need to give his name, but he was out there and you couldn't catch him. He was a Mustang you couldn't catch. And uh, his name was Diego. And so <laughs> we go, I was the green person and Monty was the catching person. And we did this. This was a very difficult horse. And within three days, the horse is meeting me at the gate and you couldn't approach this horse at the beginning, but we got into a small area to where you can catch it. Now, if it's dangerous, that's a whole different thing. You know, you'll want to have a professional who knows kind of where to stand and where to be and how to catch the horse and all that. Um, but you can pretty much, anybody can do this. So if you guys just have a horse that sometimes won't be caught, do this exercise. Make it, if you, if you board, make it your day. That's going to be your ride for the day is to get the horse up let it find the grain and then put it back and then do it again and then put it back and then do it again and put it back. And then all of a sudden now this horse that's here, I can catch him anytime and every, and maybe every other day I, I there's some grain sitting there, but for the most part there's not. It's just, it's just that one day really took effect. So there's your training tip. Uh, I hope that, uh, that's clear, Glenn. That is very clear? clear.
0: Yes. And I, you did explain that one before, Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it's just you know it's just common sense really.
2: Uh, I mean it's just it's just easy. They just uh, they go oh my god look at that yeah appreciate it's it it's like a miracle. You know? <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's a miracle <laughs> it's a
0: miracle. All right let's uh, you know the last two years have been kind of weird I think we all agree with that right so I can't think of a better way to end our time together this year.
1: <laughs> to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in jamie's weird news
2: that's right ladies and gentlemen it is time for weird news and um you know it's like if you're reading news and you go oh my god that's really weird uh then I want to hear about it and I want you to send it to me and it's Jamie at horseradionetwork and most of the weird news stories that I like to start with or end with are in Florida and uh <laughs> <laughs> I think you
0: just they, avoid the Oklahoma ones
2: oh i've I've done Oklahoma ones I've done Oklahoma <laughs> ones um. Well, we are going to start out in Florida and we're going to end in Florida because it is the last one of the year, Glenn. So let's start with Tampa, Florida, because of course there was a United Airlines flight and a man was sitting on the flight and the flight attendants come over to him and they're like, um, is that a thong you're wearing on your face instead of a (laughs) mask? And there's a video of the incident and it's made its rounds on social media and it shows two flight attendants talking to Adam Jenny who'd been wearing the garment to cover his nose and mouth. Now, if you are thinking of a thong, okay, there's like the string part that goes down the back and then the string part that goes around the sides and there's like the triangle shaped part that goes in the middle. He had taken the the part, the string parts that go over your hips and put those around his ear and the rest was <laughs> hanging down. Over the front of his nose, and it was red, like reddish and pink. Of course it was. I mean,
0: <laughs> I'd have been disappointed very, if it wasn't red.
2: Very <laughs> clearly a thong. And they were like, you can't travel with that because it's not in compliance. And um, he gets very irate and says, you're going to have to come with the airplane. We're no kidding. Go, like, Wait a minute. Travel. Stop.
0: The guy wearing the thong got irate. Yeah. yeah. Big surprise there.
2: Are you kicking me off here? Yes, because that's not a mask, and you have to wear a mask. So they said, "You know what? We're going to go talk to the captain." And I let Chad read, uh, see this whole <laughs> article and all the videos and everything. Because there's videos. Because the person sitting next to him started their camera. Thank of course God he did. <laughs> and so the person, they they end up removing him from the flight the the pilot is like yeah get off you're a problem <laughs> and then the special bonus is somebody else comes up and goes did you just kick him off the flight because he was wearing a mask and they were like, uh, sir, like, I don't really know the whole story. They just they removed him for what he was wearing. And he was like, that's it. I'm getting out of here, too. And so, like, another dude who's not wearing a mask <laughs> walks off the plane, too. And how stupid is he going to feel later when he finds out the reason he jumped off of a flight? It was because the guy was wearing panties on his head. <laughs> Son, you got a panty on your head. Uh, so there you go. That's your floor. By the way, I. Um, Go ahead.
0: Do the pilots look – because you're you're married to one. Do the pilots look forward to these kind of things just because they can laugh about them or they dread this stuff?
2: I'm sure they dread it because the thing is there's a lot of paperwork that goes along oh, with all this yeah. stuff.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: and, and they just want to get in. The, they just want to like Fly. do their flight, <laughs> yeah. get home. By the way, I heard this done. wasn't the
0: first time this guy's done this.
2: No, he's already been removed from a Delta flight earlier this year. And (laughs) they didn't know that. He told everybody that. He was like, this is not the first time. And when you leave a flight, you don't get your money back.
0: Can I do this? (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. Yeah, I think he qualifies for that.
2: We watched (laughs) Dumb and Dumber last night, and I saw that part, and I was like, ah, that's (laughs) <laughs> um, I, By the way, I didn't give credit to the submitters. Those people that have read the story and gone, that's weird. And then they email it to me. And they email it to jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. And Laureen, Rachel, Shannon, Kim, Ina, and Sandy all did that this week. And so thank you guys very much, especially when you share Florida news. It's part of my favorite thing. Next. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's your <laughs> This is from CNN, and uh, it is, uh, it's a—it's terrifying. And, you know, this is in South Africa. So we're going to go to South Africa, and there's his family, and they have a Christmas tree, and they rob a Marcella, snake in the toilet. No, oh, okay, no, good. no snake in the toilet, Glenn. Rob and Marcella Wild were excited to have their Christmas tree up, and they decorate it, and uh, everything is beautiful and looks really good, and they have noticed that their cats are like, staring at the tree and they're like well it must be a mouse in the tree because it's a live tree they just got it brought it in and decorated it and they have three beautiful children and the whole group is decorating this tree and oh my god all of a sudden this and there's video there's video of all of this that you can find on cnn.com A snake is in the tree, Glenn. (laughs) I knew it it had a
0: snake in it somewhere.
2: (laughs) Like the most poisonous snake in all of South Africa is in there. And it is pissed i mean it is agitated so the the video shows the snake come out of the tree like to to, to kind of like mess with everybody i'd
0: never have a christmas tree again
2: (laughs) it's it's still in the tree and like three feet of it is outside the tree like hovering in the air looking at everybody oh my god it's terrifying So because the cats found it. Did they just it, burn they the
0: said, house down? That would be my solution.
2: <laughs> just. I, you, you would think. But apparently they called somebody to come and get it. They called snake catcher Jerry Haynes, and he confirmed the snake's identity. It is a – It's a, the the property was in the Western Cape, and uh, t- he, it took him about two hours to get there. And he said, just keep an eye on the snake. Make sure it stays in the tree. And <laughs> yeah, so okay, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I just think of, like, just the other day when that snake came out of the barrel, and all I saw was three inches of its head, and I screamed and peed a little bit. Well, a lot. Um, the, how much that scared me to, to be having been decorating the tree, and all of a sudden— Your hand like was in super, there decorating the tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he was able to get it with snake tongs and release it. But, yes, it's like the most poisonous snake in South Africa. So I'm
0: Can glad. It, I'd never be that. right again. I'd be definitely switching to artificial trees after that, for mm-hmm. sure. You'd never. None. None. <laughs> This
2: is from InsideEdition.com. There was uh, this man named Luis Angelino, and he cleans apartments. And he was told – he's a professional cleaner, called, and it's so great. His business name is called The Cleaning Fairy. And so he was told to go to this apartment complex, and there was a key under the mat. And he can just let himself in and clean the house. So he gets to the house. He looks under the mat. He finds a key and he goes inside and he cleans the house. He spends like three hours cleaning the house. And then the homeowner comes home and gets his key from under the mat, unlocks the door, opens the door. And there's no, the the cleaner is supposed to be here. So the cleaner calls, the the homeowner calls the cleaner and he's like, where the hell are you? You were supposed to be cleaning my house. And he's like, I just finished cleaning your house. I'm sitting here on the couch playing with your cat. And the guy goes, I don't have a cat. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no. <laughs> Apparently his two two one two apartments down also had their spare key under the mat. <laughs>
0: so Just he got a free house clean. <laughs>
2: House, yes. So he cleaned the whole house, and uh, that's how they found out. So it was amazing on TikTok. It's actually been viewed over a million dollars on a million times on TikTok. So uh, he said that it, the house he did go into was absolutely filthy, like he was so. And uh, and so apparently the homeowner went into the house later and videoed himself going. He calls his wife and he goes, "You're not going to believe this. Somebody broke in and cleaned our apartment." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. If he Maybe back he and gets new business
0: that way. He just goes in yeah. and randomly cleans people's places, and they go, "I'm going to have him back. He did a good job." Well,
2: his business is the cleaning fairy.
0: <laughs> it does fit. <laughs>
2: All right, we're going to go to Georgia. This is in Augusta, and this is also on Inside Edition. So sweet Trish Welcher of Augusta posted on her Facebook page, no sleep tonight. And she posted a picture and I'll explain what she saw. She was going to bed on Sunday evening and she saw like something on her carpet and it looked like a giant piece of fuzz. So she reached down to grab the fuzz and throw it away and she went to pick it up and she picked up a snake tail. Um, there is a tiny spool of baby snakes hanging out from the bottom side of her bed. This is not in Australia, people. This is in Georgia, in Augusta, Georgia. She tore her apartment apart, like freaked out, looked under the bed. She ended up finding 17... baby snakes, and they were all like in this Okay, quill, I'm coming back
0: to burn it down. <laughs>
2: together, this coil of snakes, and then she found the mother of the snakes as well. So she did post um, that she would need a cardiologist. Yeah, this.
0: no kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she said, this was her her tweet, or her Facebook post. Okay, we've turned the bedroom upside down, found 17 babies and the mama. Up the street, they've cleared some land that's been grown up for some time, so we, we figure that... that
0: Oh, they they came from there to yeah. be in her,
2: you know, have the the litter. Do you call baby snakes know. a litter? <laughs> um, I can't repeat some of the other stuff. No sleep tonight. Just glad I saw a little tiny piece of what I thought was fuzz and went to pick it up.
0: Duh! <laughs> uh What are baby snakes called? They're, they actually are called uh, snakelets.
2: Snakelets. snakelets. She found a pile of snakelets.
0: I can't figure out if they have a name for a group of snakelets. So there you go. I don't know. But now right, I'm going to be thinking one. about snakes all yeah. freaking day, thanks to you.
2: And in your tree and under your bed. There you
0: go. <laughs> Is that the last, last one?
2: one? No, I have one more. Okay. I told you we had to end in Florida. Where's Melbourne, Florida? That's close
0: to you, and then That's down by the East Coast. That's where, near Port St. Lucie where they have all the weird people
2: yeah, well, there get. This is a weird person. Um, Richard Blows, he's forty and he was at Fiat of Melbourne before oh, a.m. It's a den
0: by the way. A group of snakes is generally a pit nest or den. I'm gonna go
2: with Pit. That sounds, <laughs> sounds terrible. Oh, now there's um, pictures. Oh. <laughs> okay,
0: mm-hmm. go ahead.
2: yeah, that's if you've ever seen what's the the show with um Gus uh, it's a it's a lonesome dove. You'll know what th- I'm talking about if you've seen Lonesome Dove when they try to cross the river and there's the, like, that's what it made, made me made me think of. It. it was like gaggle of snakes, I guess, wrapped up together, and then you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it doesn't go well
0: for the person. Who's <laughs> you don't want to spoil the 50 year old movie. Yeah, I don't
2: want to spoil <laughs> Lonesome Dove for anybody, but when they saw the snakes in the river, it didn't end well. Okay. Um, so this is in Melbourne, Florida, 7 a.m. An employee saw a man standing in a paint booth uh, before what? Uh, he got into a 2021 20, Ram truck. So it's where they paint the, the, the trucks as a dealership. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, oh, God. I just, I don't know how to start this because, well, first of all, let's just let's just tick off the things. Because this is the epic one to end with. Um, First of all, he was naked. <laughs> 40 years old.
0: You will notice at the that.
2: Dealership, standing there naked. And he, security cameras went on to see that he had actually been sleeping on top of vehicles naked, sitting on vehicles naked, rubbing his butt cheeks onto. you know, the tops of cars. And, uh, they, the surveillance video said that before 5am he was walking around the business, getting into cars, standing on, sitting on roofs for 30 minutes. And then he decided to steal a truck. And, um, the, the truck was in for repairs. So it wasn't even like a truck. So the police had to actually contact the truck owner and say, uh, your car, your truck has been stolen and it's currently going on North on I-95 right now. (laughs) And he was, apparently driving very erratically and hit a guardrail multiple times. And then he exited in cocoa before they were able to stop and take him into custody. Now, once this young man was arrested, turns out he's been to jail for 12 times in the last three years for walking around his neighborhood naked and uh, apparently the neighbors do not like him very much because no, there's uh, allegedly children <laughs> in the neighborhood and they're very tired of this man walking around naked and he did he did have an excuse as to why he stole the vehicle are you ready yeah
0: okay
2: this guy in a red shirt told me I could take it <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus like did you see Santa at 7am and uh, decide that Ooh, you were going no to no drugs involved in this one huh um, drugs are bad, kids. Yeah, okay. They
0: really.
2: Are. Uh, yeah. So now he's been arrested for unoccupied burglary uh, to a structure, a conveyance, grand theft of a motor vehicle, criminal mischief, a violation of probation because shocker, he was already on probation, and uh, driving with a suspended license and leaving the scene of an accident. <laughs> so he's in big trouble. Can I give him
0: some advice when he gets to prison? Maybe not go naked a lot with Bubba around. Okay. Oh, he'll,
2: he'll probably be naked the whole time and and love it. Bless his heart. <laughs> Maybe it's the best place for him. But his neighbors are tired of him and they did get interviewed in this story and it's on clickorlando.com. <laughs> so for those of you who don't believe me and those of you who question you like like y'all message me and think I make this stuff up, I don't. This is real. So I'm going to start by giving you guys the websites where you can find these stories your dang self. Because y'all need to go look at this guy's mugshot. Because if you saw this guy walking <laughs> around your neighborhood naked, you'd never sleep again. It'd be it, Snakes is better than this guy walking
0: around naked. <laughs> snakes okay. in your trees better.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go, and that is your weird news for the end of the year. If you see any over the holidays, and you're like, "Wow, that's super weird," email it. To, <laughs> yeah, email it to Jamie at oh, Horse We especially
0: Network. want screwed up turkey and uh, stories. You know, we want the bad. We want the bad cooking stories that always pop there's up. There's going to be a lot home. of Christmas
2: yeah. gift things. Yeah, we you
0: want know, them all. You,
2: you go to cook a stew and you open it up and there's a snake. Would you say a <laughs> viper? A pit yeah. of snakes in, in, your, in yeah. your crock pot? Yeah, we want to know about it.
0: All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this year. Thank you for being part of the show. As I said, we have a brand-new Horse Illustrated episode for you tomorrow, so we're not done quite yet. Uh,
2: I have an an update, by the way, on my daily Winnie. I have now found her. Her name is Talia Christina, and she is on Facebook, and she is the one who's – Nathan is the scammer. He's the guy scamming. And uh, his name was Nathan Smith. <laughs> That's original. <laughs> and uh, she said she'd be happy to come on the show, and that it's a fake a fake profile, and the profile link was linked back to some African name.
0: There you go. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> and she is the one who did it, and we're going to have her on the show. <laughs> we
0: have great. to have her. We have to have her on a Friday to help read really bad ads. She'd be perfect oh, be for that. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and we love you guys. You have a safe and happy holiday season. And uh, auditors, hang on. We're going to chat for just a minute or two in the post-show. Oh, uh, you didn't do your thing.
2: I hey, geld. Sorry, I was writing back to Talia. I'm so excited. (laughs)